Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. Sorry for the late start. We had some technical difficulties there, but I want to get into an asset that I am wildly bullish on. Let's shoot straight over to CNBC, and you guys will know what I'm talking about immediately. We've got title of this article, America's first new nuclear reactor in nearly seven years starts operations. This was yesterday. Key talking points, the Unit 3 reactor at Plant Vogtel near Waynesboro, Georgia, has started commercial operation. Primary owner, Georgia Pacific, said on Monday the reactor will power an estimated 500,000 homes and businesses with clean energy, meaning no greenhouse gases are generated. First thing I'd like you to pay attention to, CNBC is quintessential mainstream media, which means they're going to be part of the Malthusian cult or at least part of their stream of useful idiots, (laughs) let's say. And look at how they're referring to nuclear now. How has the narrative changed? Where before, if you saw this, it would just be demonizing it nonstop. Where now, the way they describe it, is powering 500,000 homes and businesses with clean energy, meaning no more greenhouse gases are generated. It's amazing how they just two years ago, they could spin it to where this would be the, 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 the devil. This would be the, the antichrist. And now all of a sudden the way they present it as though it's rainbows and sunshine. <laughs> the last time a nuclear reactor started delivering energy to power grid was October, uh, 2016 when the Tennessee Valley authority began commercial operation. Okay. So this is a, oh, it's a picture of the actual site. The reactor in Westinghouse API 1000 is generating approximately 100 or 1,110 megawatts of energy, which can produce an est- which can power an estimated 500,000 homes and businesses. Okay, so this is restating what we said back then. The Unit 3 power reactor will deliver electricity to customers for 60 to 80 years. Commercial operation marks a significant achievement for the United States nuclear energy industry, a milestone in advancing global, clean, reliable energy solutions. Then they go on to say that it's over budget and it's late. But this takes me to what I'm wildly bullish on. Most of you have already figured this out, would be uranium. And I don't know a better way to go long uranium than the Sprott Physical Uranium Trust. My good buddy, Rick Rule, I believe set this up. He's no longer with Sprott. I think he retired last year to set up a bank. But uh, I think Sprott does good things. I think they've got great products. I buy their physical gold fund uh, whenever I, I, I want whenever I want uh, to have exposure is the right word to physical gold. But yet I just don't have anywhere to store it right now. Uh, I will go ahead and buy the Sprott Physical Gold Trust. I think PHYS is the ticker. But uh, we look at what it has done since it started, and I believe this is 2021, about nine bucks. It's up to $13.25. And it peaked out around 15.89. So it's down a little bit since then, just kind of treading water. And uh, look, if I was going to buy, and this is no investment advice, but most of you know, for my personal portfolio, I set it up in something called 10-80-10. So 10% would be allocated to physical gold, uh, be my insurance policy. And I think it's very important that you you compartmentalize your portfolio 
And when you're buying an asset, an asset has a specific purpose. And the purpose isn't always price go up. Like for me with gold, it's it's price go up, down, whatever. I don't care as long as it's maintaining its purchasing power relative to goods and services. Or it's giving me that that call option if we have nuclear war or something like that. Then with the 80%, that's going to pay me to own it. And I do that because I'm an amateur. I'm not a professional investor by any stretch of the imagination. So as an amateur, I just want to stupefy my portfolio to the greatest extent that I can. <laughs> that's the honest truth. And the way I look at it is if you're getting paid for with 80% of the assets that you own in your portfolio, it never puts you into a position where you're a motivated seller. Because as long as you're continuing to get paid the amount that you expected when you made the purchase to begin with, who cares what the price does? I'm not selling. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. And this is one of the most valuable lessons I learned for investing overall. And I learned specifically with real estate. And it was the only time I'd lost money with real estate. I've been doing this. Well, I've been investing in real estate since 2012, as most of you know. And uh, I've been fortunate to be very successful, make quite a bit of money doing it. But there was one bet that I made. There was one investment I made where I got my butt handed to me. And the reason was because it was land. It didn't pay me to own it. So I was just playing the capital appreciation game and it had a negative carry and it didn't appreciate like I thought. So then I went to sell it, no liquidity. So I had to drop the price to a point where I could get a bid. And I ended up losing right around $50,000, maybe $50,000, $75,000 on that. Fortunately, that was the only mistake that I made. And every other uh, investment I made in real estate, I've made quite a bit of money. But that taught me that even if I would have purchased a, a property there that I couldn't sell, it wouldn't have mattered if I would have been paid to own the property at a, a, a sufficient yield, such as 10, 12%. So that's why I set up the portfolio that way. Now, getting on to the speculative part, because I know this has nothing to do with uranium. The speculative part is uh, the other 10%. And that's where I, I like bets that are asymmetric, that I think they're cheap uh, relative to their price historic for inflation, or you've got a lot of uh, tailwind there. And there's far more upside than there's downside. And uranium boom, would fit into that category. In fact, I don't know there's an asset that I like better for the speculative side of my portfolio than uranium. I, I think this is something I would like to buy, hold for 15 years, don't pay any attention to it, 
and then 15 years from now, just take a sneak peek. <laughs> I think there's an extremely high probability that, you know, if it's trading at 13 right now, using this as a proxy for the uranium price, I don't see why it wouldn't be at 75, 100. When you look at the supply demand dynamics and this article from CNBC is proof positive. Now, again, this isn't investment advice. I'm just telling you what I'm doing in my thought process for my own portfolio. Now, am I buying it now? No, because I'm happy to be patient, although I see massive tailwinds here long into the future. I mean, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. But short term, as you guys know, I think there's going to be some economic turbulence. And therefore, I'm happy to be patient, just sit and do nothing and just watch and wait to see if the price goes down a bit once that curve is no longer inverted. And if it does go down, great, go ahead and buy. And even if it doesn't go down, okay, now I know that we don't have to worry about that inversion anymore and I can start to nibble and build a position. George, I would also note that uh, the spot, the Sprott fund is trading at a discount to NAV. I, I think something around 7%. Mm, that's, I don't know why that is. So that's definitely something to consider when you're doing your research, folks. But as far as just kind of the, the broad macro and how I'm setting up my own portfolio and how I see uranium, you guys got the gist of it. So enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. And remember, we could be going into some tough times, some very volatile times, from an economic standpoint, but the larger the crisis, the larger the opportunity. We'll see you in the next video.